Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We have some lovely channeled guidance messages. May you learn to lead with love. May you learn to follow your heart. And that is, may you be the zero, one-year-old, the sense of self of you that can emotionally regulate your nervous system. So for people who have had childhood trauma, they actually might want to get in touch with a community that can relate to their experience and give them good information about that, such as Patrick Tihan. His group is on the lovely YouTube uh, channel, and I'm sure elsewhere, but he's a childhood trauma survivor, healed in healing. He's a therapist. He has a lot of good information. I also have other people that I can support anyone who wants to connect with a healthy self-worth those who talk to you about projection, how not to be ego-sensitive, how not to believe in the uh, extreme titles. Basically, if you see people saying spirituality is a cult, spirituality is bullshit, yoga gets the devil and demons out of you. Okay, so if you're a person who has a relationship with your actual self, you're going to be like, okay, wait, that's a bit extreme. Immediately, I don't even need to tell you. If, on the other hand, you're a person who has magical thinking, so you have low self-esteem, you need a leader, you need a master, that's where it might be different. We all resonate with that which calls you. And so if direct communication calls you, then you're more likely to be a grown-up eventually than if you know, no, spirituality is either special or it is a cult. That's, that's actual black and white thinking. You're an adaptive child. You don't have high self-esteem yet, but healthy, healthy. So when you know you're superior because nobody's like you and you're not like anybody else and everybody therefore is superior or no one is superior, when you know nobody's below you, nobody's above you. So we use words interchangeably because at the end of the day, it's called being able to feel securely attached with being your own flawed and imperfect self because of course some people are going to find you flawed. It doesn't take away your dignity to be yourself. In fact, this is what a securely attached three-year-old heart has to share with y'all. So first channeled guidance message, we're going to use our lovely Patrick Tiahan, who has an amazing set of information, as always, for us. Here, a family, a toxic family steals a child's dignity. A healthy family cultivates and protects it. Also, as he points out, um, if you do not wish upon your children or just upon children, your childhood and your experience as a child, then it's okay to call it trauma. Trauma is used in many different ways, and I do it too, but there's different aspects to understand. We all have trauma, but some people don't like that we say it that way because they're charges. We all have charged states. You have a zero one year old I do too. You have a two to seven year old I do too. You have a freeze of all ages, I do too. You have a 11, 12 flight, and you have a 14, 15, 16 fight. That's from my trauma basic course and my teacher Sue Martin. I like the charged states, but they're child parts. They can be one and in the same, even with the internal family system model, IFS. As long as somebody who's a therapist is good and they're talking to you about your wholeness achievable and that your sense of self, all of these charged child parts are not fixed in stone. They're part of you. You get to work to achieve being a superior human being as Nietzsche would say but it's not superior it's just that you become a functional adult so you move 
from that secret citadel where you are set free from the crowd, the many, the majority, you're set free from being a teenager. For those who stayed teenagers, now here's the deal. As a teenager, I knew very well that I was presented with emotionally immature, low self-esteem people since I was a teenager too. <laughs> so I was like, well, we're all doing stupid shit, but you know what? I think I'm out because you all are not just being silly. You're actually not caring about each other at all. You don't have each other's back at all. And you are very reckless and this is dangerous and I want to live life and I want to grow up and help people and I want to be a part of the world and the system and, and you're doing reckless shit. It's all stupid, actually. You're, you're all unreliable. You all don't mean what you say, not even a little bit. And actually, you, you even trick people on purpose because you get a rise out of it. <laughs> I'll share a story. And I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it. I was too sensitive. I said, you know what? I'll get unsensitive. In fact, we have a video yesterday. I said, remember, don't be too sensitive. I'm going to have to express that one. I don't mean it to be not sensitive. What I mean is grow up emotionally and tend to your zero one-year-old because it feels really great. So you're going to be a person who has sensations. You can learn to be not sensitive. You don't have to. I am in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, though, so there's a difference, okay? So... Remember, different soul age groups do mean working on the self with others and people who stay within the societal and relationship soul age group. They work with each other on that sense of security and they don't build a cult, even though some might look at it that way, but they build their clan, they build their community. If it's a healthy community, they will uphold your dignity. They will have your back. Okay, so I personally disengage completely from this chit-chat because, see, that creates groups. Groups means that you are not healed because you still need a crowd. You still need a citadel. Some of us don't. We are solo. In this case, solo, poly-secure person here, polyamory. And it's not because I'm alone. It's because I know how to regulate my nervous system. It's called I'm my own safe haven. And I also know about my own launching pad, secure base. Oh, I'm interested in that today. I'm going to go. Bye. See you later. Oh, wait, tomorrow. There's this course. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm busy right now. I'm so sorry. I'll be there later. The one thing a securely attached person is, is a consistency. So if I say I will be back later, I will be back later. Unless I choose not to. And if I choose not to or something happens where I'm dying... If I'm dying and you don't understand, mm, that makes you the child, not me. And if I by accident forget, I will apologize, apologize, <laughs> apologize because I, you know, disrespected you. So the, the part of healthy self-worth is recognizing people's time is valuable. People's minds are valuable. Do not use people's times or minds. I don't talk to people about the shit they're not interested in. And in fact, I love how my community works with me and I work with them. So we tease each other. That's why we're not sensitive. That's what it means to be a grown-up. You don't have sensitive. So you have healthy, though, family because, see, part about toxic, even though, again, I don't like using those words, but let me read Patrick Tehan. Healing, he says, is not a divisive behavior. Abuse is. Okay, so when you're making choices, for example, he talks about when somebody needs to create distance from their family, and that people react by accusing the individual of breaking the heart of all family members instead of understanding that they're going through a process where they're healing their own childhood trauma, okay? 
So he's talking, Patrick Chan, about how to stop generational transmission, generational trauma. We have a different group of people and more, the ones who are looking to bring humanity together. So abuse, it is about loyalty, control, and power. This is the part. If a person doesn't back off, and you don't have to use the word abuse, but if you tell me I'm uncomfortable here and I keep on insisting that I'm being toxic, I'm insisting. If you instead tell me something and I will explain myself, I then apologize as well, and then I try to recalibrate, I'm doing what's called repair. And I'm trying to have a conversation like a grown-up is. So I'm open, and that is the difference. If, on the other hand, I shame, blame, fault, and revenge, so, ah, you, how could you say that to me? Okay, so I'm going to use some of Patrick's stuff. When we set boundaries, he says, tell the truth or go no contact, there's typically a reaction from the family system, the toxic one, that portrays the survivor, so the person who's understanding they want to become their adult self, they want to heal and, and, and tend to their inner child, uh, that portrays the survivor as creating divisions and a mess. And so they'll say, how could you say that to your mother? How could you say that about your mother? Well, how dare you say that? Or that only happened once and I can't believe you're doing this and you're not letting us see the kids. How dare you? How disrespectful of you? You've always made everything about yourself and what do I have to tell your grandma now, now that you're not coming? You're, you're shaming us. Okay, their reactions accuse the survivors as the individual that broke hearts, not the nuclear family that engaged in decades of emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, and the arrogance they have to accuse the survivor about breaking someone's heart. To heal is to stop generational transmission, find ourselves, and live a more honest life. Abuse is about loyalty, control, and power. Okay, as I always share, Patrick is for people who are needing to heal. I am here for those who instead are not needing to heal. You are actually learning emotional regulation building skills. So you have a whole three-year-old heart or you want to be there. You don't need this process in your journey. The ones who do, he's great. And you want to be able to be with the people, a community that you feel you resonate with. He's good because he's helping you to disengage from actual projection, reactivity, and to grow up and become the grown-up who can then tend to your inner child. You reparent yourself, and then you become your adult self. So here we're all adults, and that's the Enlightenment soul age group or other soul age groups but that understand whether 5D mystic or functional adults, you can have the courage to step into your life because the perfect storm is really just you with a compass that is not lost because your integrity has never been left behind. It's your own heart. It's your three-year-old. You're able to wander between the lovely realms of your inner and outer world and know about the infinite possibilities. And that's thanks to radically accepting who you are with your flaws, with your imperfections. You have repaired, if there were any, body, mind, and heart um, ruptures from your childhood, from all of it. Doesn't mean you're completely out of the reactivity, you have awareness of it, and you know how to work with your heart, and you want to build healthy relationships. You want the ones who know and give you your dignity. They don't talk down to you. They don't shame you. They don't blame you. They don't insult you when you don't know how to quote-unquote behave because you didn't have a household that taught you how to respect yourself and others. So people who are leading as adults, respect, 
others. That does not matter what the fuck you do. You will not be shamed, blamed, faulted, or revenged by a human being who is a functional adult, enlightenment, soul age group, somatic empath, mystic or not. The good therapists that I know, they're all in this boat. They're even better than I am. Sad guru is included, but he's for spirituality, soul age group people. Remember that. So his group is really awesome, and it does help to expand consciousness because yoga does not put the devil or demon inside you. It actually allows your ventral vagal nervous system to be engaged, allows your brain structure to actually go through transformation. Corpus callosum grows, hippocampus, prefrontal cortex. These are affected by trauma, and infant trauma is very, very not positive abuse, neglect threatening, frightening, terror, okay, smaller hippocampus, smaller prefrontal cortex, compromised in its growth, the corpus callosum, the connectome, interconnected connectome helps integration of your brain, you get all of that back in time, that takes about four to six weeks is what Daniel Siegel, let me grab my notes, was saying about neuroplasticity, and the therapist, a good therapist or a good personal development mentor, coach, because definitely we do work too. So anyone who has a window of welcome for their emotions means you do not have suffering. You have, I want to handle and I want to love more in my body. I understand what all these words that are being spoken about childhood trauma, attachment wounds mean. I'm not a side. I'm not wanting wine. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to go point a finger at the narcissistic parent or somebody who doesn't leave their toxic family. That's not, no, grown-ups are understanding like grown-ups are. So everybody chooses. That's, again, abuse is you need to be loyal to me and be on my side. It's also death of child. It's not the abuse alone. The reality is I would say other words, but like I said, Patrick Chahan is for people who are childhood trauma survivors and healing or want to heal. So he uses words that will resonate with those people. I use different words. It's loyalty. What the fuck are you talking about? I ain't in no fucking war. I don't need to be loyal to you. And if that's what you expect, I ain't your friend because sayonara, dude. That's not how I work. Not to mention it's a word that comes out of your ass. You're going to prove to me if you're loyal by how you treat me. And loyal, again, bullshit word. I'm not living in the medieval times. I don't need you to be loyal to me. It's 2023. If you are a person who wants to be told, I'm loyal to you forever, your zero one-year-old wants to be seen by another human being and soothed. <clears throat> so your nervous system is seeking words that can say, I reassure you. And then you're going to see in time. And when they fuck it up, we're going to see if you're grown up or not. You told me you'd always do this. Now you didn't. Shame on you. You broke my trust. Never, ever again. Okay, then. Six to eight weeks uh, for new synapses, connections to be created. This is our lovely neuroplasticity ability. And so neurogenesis and synaptogenesis. So neurogenesis, we have growing new neurons from the hippocampus and synaptogenesis, new synaptic connections. And also we lay down myelin and myelin is the production from something glial cells and these supportive cells allow the conduction speed among interconnected neurons to become basically 100 times faster okay so long story short your brain can upgrade no it's a brain that is a structure let's not use words that we don't need we don't need to look at your brain as needing upgrading it's not needing upgrading you're actually allowing yourself to repair what was not given to you potentially okay and 
If it's not needing repair, you are simply utilizing what is your human being brain and allowing yourself to expand consciousness with yourself to use it, okay? That's all. <laughs> the brain, treat it like an organ. That's what it is, right? Okay, here's Pat Ogden. Ruptures are happening all the time. Often they happen in minuscule ways and they are just automatically repaired as we go along. But when they are big, that can be really disruptive for people who are not proficient at repair and people who did not have the ability to be treated with dignity in their home. Well, you better bet they don't know how to repair because they are people who have had, until they get out of it, low self-esteem. They have had shame defectiveness. I'm a toxic person or others are toxic and they will have had a the type of language that is definitely, um, what's it called? Hmm, adaptive child is what I'm going to say. So I'm going to drop these notes and move into more of our conversation. Bezel van der Kolk, though, a central issue for chronic trauma is the shame we feel with our inner selves. It is important to combat these feelings for positive growth, how to work with shame. It is the self-loathing and shame that becomes a central issue in chronic trauma, not the event, but the relationship people have with their inner selves. Basil van der Kolk. So if a person has had a childhood where their dignity was taken away and they were shamed for having feelings and they were shamed for being around and they grow up basically thinking that there's something wrong with them and not thinking, I should say, they feel. They feel that something is not right. Um, it's unfortunate that they don't come across good information. They could, but they choose the culty cults and the ethical cults, and I need a master to whip me into shape because that's exactly what they will end up doing some and I have definitely seen it happen. So disorganized attachment, remember we have two flavors. This is from Janina Fisher, and that would be the essential characteristic of disorganized attachment is an internal struggle between the drive to attach or connect versus the drives to fight or flee. And here we have mostly females, their disorganized attachment is with preoccupied tendencies, so they pursue experience that they pursue, they experience intense fears of abandonment, and they reject, so pursue, experience fears, abandonment, and rejection, but also experience mistrust or, or suspicion, and they're quick to anger. Males, on the other hand, tend to have the avoidant or dismissing tendencies, so they long for a relationship from afar, but they keep their distance or push away those who come too close. And it's unfortunate that in the first year of life, a person will be able to have um, this disorganized attachment and that is because if we have a maternal behavior that is characterized as frightened or frightening, liotti, we get an infant who has fear and the fear is children who caregivers appear frightened or frightening behave in these ways, they're statistically more likely to have the same physiological symptoms found in traumatized children and to exhibit approach avoidance behavior with their attachment figures. So they start walking. The one-year-old starts walking towards the parent, then they run away from the parent, or they move away. This is as early as age one. And that's the only statistical predictor or a significant one for people who will then develop personality, borderline personality disorder. And she, in fact, is talking about 
changing the definition from borderline personality disorder to traumatic attachment, because that's what we have. And our last quote, I know I read these to you either in upcoming episodes or recent ones. Frightened, frightening caregivers, caregiving behavior causes fright without solution because the caregiver becomes at the same time the source and the solution of the infant's alarm. Fear comes to paradoxically coexist with the soothing provided by proximity to the caregiver. So as you approach someone you want to attach to, fear will also come up. The default mode network of people that have childhood trauma and or just have attachment wounds and ruptures and they're not working on themselves. Okay, and here's where disengaging from the psych education as part of channeled guidance, it's to help you understand you have at least two groups of people and that would be securely attached and not. And I'm going to divide it up that way. Whole three-year-old heart and not. So anytime a whole three-year-old heart meets those who are not, we don't do anything about it. We actually love ourselves as we always have. We also love others as we love ourselves. We hear people, people, people. Um, I'm trying to find a quote from said guru because he expresses it really nicely. But we hear people, but they don't change who we are. Listen to everyone, but never let what they say determine how you are. Okay, so a broken three-year-old heart, a person who has had the first three years of their life as terrifying in their home and more, they already will have defectiveness, shame, and they will have attachment wounds. That's just something for sure. And you see it online. You see it through movies, horror shit, a lot of it. Yeah, I just never knew, oh, wow, we got a bunch of traumatized people. And then we have a bunch of those who are getting groups together and saying, oh, let's point fingers at everybody. But I don't want to make it about that. I want to make it about when you have radical acceptance of yourself with what is called you're, the, you're, you're your own Zen master, whole three-year-old heart. So no matter what someone says, you listen, you hear, but it doesn't actually change anything of who you are. People talk about consciousness, the 4D mystics, as if it's an entity outside of you that you will need to obtain. So they're still relating to it kind of like the Nietzsche times with very superior human being and anyone who becomes this superior human being will instinctively, no, so instinctive, the, the instinctive, let me spell that one out with our trauma information and just our human being body, instinctively aspire after a secret citadel where he is set free from the crowd. Your zero one-year-old is you and I. Now, if you have and maintain secure attachment within your body, meaning I am myself, healthy self-worth, I can regulate my nervous system. I should mention that. I can go after and be curious about whatever the fuck I want. I have confidence. It's called healthy self-worth and confidence, but it's in my body that I feel it. I will feel upset. Of course, the crowd doesn't like me. I will get sad because I'm not connecting. I will not get frightened. I will not get anxious. I will not get angry. I want to get vindictive with you. Now, now, the majority, it's not about the masses in this sense. It's about how you can be the unique self and have fun with all walks of life. All people were zero one-year-olds. If they're confident, they will not be sensitive. As I ended, don't be sensitive. Because you're sensitive as a teenager because your low self-esteem is actually there because you're moving, one, from 
looking to your family as your peers and the people who are going to lift you up or give you the opportunity to lift yourself up to now your peer group. And there's a way your brain. So the attachment system, those first eight years of life are very important and you play things, but you have charges of 11, 12, and 14, 15, 16. Your adolescent year, you have a pruning process that takes place in your brain and your societal system gets activated. That's your second system, second choice to be purusha prakriti of yourself or not. So the first choice, your family gives you the filter to you, but more than just that, just don't use your left modus not to chatter. We want always, first of all, whatever comes up. If you're feeling uncomfortable, unhappy, miserable, that human suffering narrative, you can get out of it, but it's when you work with your nervous system. Otherwise, you're quote-unquote screwed. You're going to be like every other teenager out there who's like, oh, guess what? That person, they gave me unsolicited advice, and I'm going to make a statement. Oh, what a horrible spirit that person is, and they're... Dude, seriously, what the fuck? I, I, I was laughing at the, the person who, who did this. It's like they're, they're always talking about people being immature and teenagerish, and they still have the same energy. So what triggers you is actually something that you can notice and grow from, which is where a whole three-year-old heart will notice. So when I was being told, you're too sensitive, I didn't say yes. I said, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. But I would evaluate, like, well, yes, I am. <laughs> so let me work on that one because it is annoying for me. It's not because it's annoying for them. It's annoying for me to have to be sensitive every time somebody has a sense of humor. I don't like it. So I'm a grown-up now, <laughs> and I actually, no, as a grown-up, I have fun, and the only time I would say I would not like something is actually very rare because whenever I am now around somebody who gets spiteful in like a vindictive type energy, I can pick it up and I'm thinking, no, I'm feeling all the knowledge that I've gained from the trauma experts. So it's an infant who's tortured and there's no devil inside them. This is just a poor human being. And so my body is immediately like, wow, I don't, I need to leave because otherwise I don't, it's, it's more of like, huh, hmm, you know, I don't have to do anything about it. Basically, I can just sit here, but I know what's going on. And so that's a grown up. A teenager is like, how, how dare they? So I was a teenager. I was a young adult. And moving to neutrality was organic for me. That's why we talk about it in the advanced place of the inner growth mindset. That was the moment where I shared with my lovely listeners. I was like, wow, I just got here. And some person's like, yeah, now you can teach it. Mm, not really. That's not what I consider a teacher. And I don't want to be a teacher. I want to experience expanding with people and supporting them to expand to be their self. So emotional regulation skills, very straightforward and using a mindset that is inner growth, monotonal mindset of people with overgeneralizations, which there's plenty of them out there. And they talk about other people as toxic and evil spiritual beings. And we're going to cancel this. And there's your adaptive child who does abuse, <clears throat> even though they won't call it abuse. They'll go to a good therapist like Patrick Tian and say, no, no, I'm not abusing. No, no, I, you're, this is exactly what an adaptive child can do. They can twist something <clears throat> and they can use it. So loyalty, power, and control. I don't want to use the word abuse because it's unnecessary. The minute you become insisting and you insist that I have to agree with the way you're coming out from your mouth, I'm done. You're an adaptive child. That's it. That's all you're doing because you're not letting go of the ability and possibility for another self to have a differentiated experience. You're choosing to say, no, you can't have thoughts and feelings of your own that don't match mine. 
and I'm going to now use whatever psych education I have, and I'm going to weaponize it, and I'm going to throw it at you, which is why a whole three-year-old heart's like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, really? So let's, let's do storytelling time, shall we? Okay, so channeled guidance message one, whole three-year-old heart, you've identified the difference between what a healthy family is versus a one that is toxic. And that would be where a family that is healthy will always give you dignity. Any person who looks at you as whole is a whole person themselves. One. Any person who looks down or up at you, they're not whole. They're an adaptive child. They have low self-esteem. Whether they want to be superior or act superior don't matter. What you know is the eyes that are looking at you are of a broken-hearted three-year-old. Shame, defectiveness. Leave it alone unless you want to be an adaptive child. It's very simple. Broken three-year-old heart. Not healthy self-worth. They already have told you everything you need to know about them. So the minute that someone looks above or below, below you say, lift yourself up. Do not de-dignify de yourself. Come on up. We're whole together. Superior, you should just look at them and you're like, yeah, you can come on fucking down. You don't have to though. You can stay up in your little pedestal. The look you'll give them will make them very much know. Really interesting now, I, I want to give you the floor because now I'm all over this one and it isn't in a way of mocking, but it, it, it is in a way of saying, prove it, shall you, since you seem to feel so mighty and powerful, <laughs> but not in a way of challenging them because you really don't have any interest in that. It's in the way of have the floor, have fun, and we'll see you never again, probably, <laughs> because you're not interesting to the brain of a whole dignified person. We don't even call you toxic because toxic would not match your poor infant who doesn't have healthy self-worth. That's what you are. And that's all that you will be if you don't get a good trauma therapist. But hey, <laughs> you know what? Let's not talk about that, shall we? Because you're so smart. Again, here's the floor. Tell me all about your smarts because I'm the dumb idiot here. I'm waiting. And there you go. And usually they will leave to never come back again because you know what a bruised ego does. Mm -hmm. That doesn't pick themselves up or put themselves back in their place and actually learn how to be dignified and how to be humble and how to be like, whoa, that was kind of asshole-ish of me because why would I be an asshole? Okay, so if you don't learn to respect other people on your own, well, you obviously did not have a childhood where you were dignified. You had a toxic household that learned, taught you how to put people up and down because you're the first one who was helpless and powerless. So see, this is where it is not something funny. We don't actually value, I've never evaluated any human being on the face of this planet that I've met in that way that I just described. It's always more of, oh shit, you're really not nice right now. And as a child, Jesus and God, and then just me knowing I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated, and that means with respect, and I'm going to leave everything else alone because you just behaved in a not nice way, which makes you a not nice person, which makes you an unsafe person, but I don't know what happened to you because I know you're a human and you have a heart like I do, and I was told so by Jesus and God that we are brothers and sisters. So I don't, I'm not going to cast a stone because I was informed that we are one. And today as a 5D mystic, the answer is we are one. And in fact, the trauma experts, that is a person who doesn't know uh, their biological rudeness, their pseudo-aliveness, uh, their hypervigilance. They don't know about their low self-esteem and direct communication being because they are toxic and they were raised in a codependent environment with a narcissistic parent and or more, whoever knows. They have no self-awareness. 
and whether they are with words in their mouth. If you are forcing somebody to agree with you on how people should heal their trauma, you are to a person who is a Zen master and adult, no. You're part of the problem, not the solution, and you don't have the decency to look yourself in the face and recognize you're still on your recovery journey because you're wanting bystanders to take your side. That's a child. Take my side or give me what I want, and if you don't, I won't stop, quote-unquote, whining about it. And there you go. That's all that I have. So people who need recovery still, they have people like Patrick Tiahan. People who are ready to be functional adults and share with the world compassion, but also direct communication, which is we don't need to bow down to any person who uses psych education because the minute you start doing it is the minute that I know you have no healthy self-worth and I won't waste my time with you because you don't know how to use your brain either, which means I'm dumbing myself down by the minute by just being around your non-creative brain because your non-creative brain is going to give me a negative for every type of word that comes out of my mouth, you got a problem. You got some suffering shit. You got some broken hearted crap going on. And it's like, wow, I'm a dreamer and a doer and you're cramping my dreaming style. So let me please scooch away from me right now and go have somebody else nurture your nervous system because you don't know how to do it. And I ain't here to do that. You're your own nervous system, people. It's called projection. So again, it's very easy to notice if somebody has not yet recovered that's why we got hypocrites talking about yoga as the devil and spirituality as cults. They all have low self-esteem. You can still tell they do because of how they wear themselves. Makeup or not makeup. They, they look like, seriously, it's like replicas of ancient texts. Anyways, on that note, I, I definitely uh, have a lot to share with you. And moving back to what we were reading Listen to everyone, but never let what they say determine how you are. Okay, here is story time. Three-year-old me, you already know the story about mommy don't spank me because it's my body. That's another one of those important to understand of yourself to differentiate itself or not. So I've already as a three-year-old said, mm -mm, I don't think and feel like you. I have an opinion. It's my own. And again, I had a healthy household. So I was held with authoritative, not authoritarian and not permissive. Okay, biological father confuses me for my twin. And there's a video of this that I have not been able to see because I want to look at my eyes as I told this human being, I'm Maria. <laughs> okay, number two. That's again, a three-year-old. It's an indication of the ownership and the emotions and the way that I, in fact, am driven by self-agency. We all have drivers, mine is self-agency the dominant one. We have bonding and certainty, but my dominant is self-agency. In fact, the self-agency drive is led by anger, which I always, I do forget. I, I would get really, really reactive with my mother and my twin. So I was allowed to speak <clears throat> with my tone and be expressive. I did not get punished in the way of others who got terrified, which is why I don't have a shame or a defectiveness or a break on using my voice. I, not even a little, zero. I'll, I'll yell. I'll apologize if I get a sensitive person. I'm, I'm Neapolitan. You know, part of me is Italian. I do passion. So sorry, you don't like words. <laughs> Loud words. I do not do formalities. Do not bring me formalities because, yeah, that is totally cold like ice and I'm passionate. I don't do cold like ice shit. Uh, no, yes. Every time I hear that word, I'm like, wow. 
like a person with a jacket and a suit. I, I don't do that. Nope, not interested. Give me a tango, please, and dress nicely and elegantly and, and be sexy and all that. And then I'll, and you'll, you'll get my eye. So on that note, here, here's the, the one dance. I danced with this dude. He was a stripper. And, and it was funny. I found out later. But he's the only person in my life so far that when I was dancing, he had me feeling like I was like the princess of dance. <laughs> I don't know how to dance. I don't know how to move. He made me comfortable, and he and that's what a professional does. See, that's why I, when I said, wow, you, you're really a good dancer. What do you do for a living? <laughs> He's like, I'm a stripper. Ah, now that makes a lot of sense. Well, you're a good one. You're good at reading your audience. That's really good. So anyways, it was really fun. He was very respectful. He was very humorous and intelligent, and he knew how to have me feel completely empowered because Here's where I also forgot. I, I took a dance class in college, so I had learned from my dance teacher. I don't care if you guys and gals and days. No, at the time we weren't doing that. But uh, you don't like that the man leads in, in dance room, ballroom dancing. The man leads, and you, not, you need to follow. So that, that's how it works. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I knew that the man, if you have a good man who dances, that you will be able to do <laughs> They will be able to move you anywhere. So some people, yeah. They, they tried. I've had male friends, and I, not the same. That, that guy made me want to dance some more with him because I felt like I could dance. It's nice to dance. So on that note, when you have rapport right here with people, that's how it feels. It feels expansive. It feels that you don't need to get into this formal thing and rigid, afraid. No, you want to do more dancing. You want to be more up and in each other's face. So when you're confident and that's our three-year-old whole hearts, and we're with other people who are also growing their confidence, and so they're not sensitive, grown-ups have fun. Teenagers are assholes, and we're all low self-esteem. Grown-ups who are teenagers are just boring for us grown-ups. Okay, they're not common sense. They have the little magical wish with the source, universe, perfect timing, so they're always reading 4D readers are good for people who are still looking to have a guide when it comes to their life. And I understand very well, FYI people, all of the walks of life continue to exist because the personal development journey is one that is your own. You choose if you want to venture into your lovely brain and to get left and right mode together and to lead yourself to dance like you can dance all on your own, even, even if you don't know how to dance. So I will go out and dance and look like a fool. I don't care. I still dance. But if you ask me when was my favorite moment, it's when I'm being able to be led to be successful. But it's not because of the look outside. <laughs> it's because of how I felt inside. And I knew I was moving in the way of the rhythm. So my ears can hear, <laughs> even though I can't do it well by myself. But I can hear music. And so your body and the music, where all the vibration, it could feel that perfect harmony, which is why it was successful in the expression of it. And so I would want to dance more with that person because they know how to have my body move when I don't know how to follow the rhythm. Doesn't mean that I'm supposed to look at that as my flaw and imperfection that makes me unworthy. No, that's the point of what it means to be a whole three-year-old heart. I'm not unworthy because I have areas that are not strengths, quote-unquote. That's a perspective. It's an opinion of another human being. 
of somebody who is basically therefore saying you need to be perfect in everything. What the fuck are you talking about? That that's not how the, we we don't have to do anything. So right here, that's somebody who is looking from the outside in and saying this is how. Here I'm going to give you a list. The only people who use lists are adaptive children, and they try to prove themselves to each other, like teenagers do. And so teenagers follow a crowd, they don't go out of the many majority, and you see them all prancing around. Okay, so fast forward, teenage years, and this is that second choice you get. I met a lot of very inconsistent people, to say the least, and also the joke that I was sensitive about that I wanted to share. So it was with two twins and my twin, and they gave me what is a laxative, which I found completely not humorous at all. I still remember it because I drank, no, it was a piece of gum. Here, have a piece of gum. And I saw them laughing, laughing, laughing. And for like the first half hour, I'm like, what the hell are you laughing about? I don't understand why you're laughing. So at a certain point, it dawned on me, what'd you give me to eat? Because you're having too much fun here laughing at me, obviously. And they were laughing about the fact that they gave me this laxative. And I'm like, that's not funny. What if I was going to... like? That's not funny. Okay, so there's a lot of not funny moments. I didn't go and whine about it in a way of, oh, let me now think I need, no. <laughs> it's like, I'm not playing with you. <laughs> I ain't playing with you. I ain't playing with you. I ain't playing with no one because I know how I have fun and I didn't have fun. I can learn to be less sensitive. I still am not going to have fun with you. And that's pretty much as straightforward as it gets. You grow up and you learn, if I'm not having fun with you, I'm out. Peace. As grown-ups, we don't have to do much except for it was nice and see you. As children, you learn, if you want, how to maintain a sense of self-love, which is very straightforward when you are a person who's driven by self-agency and you were held in a specific way that allows repairs of ruptures, as I was. For those who did not get that, that's why good therapy helps or being able to become so aware of their own self to say, wait a minute, I don't need a master. I don't need no one to whip me into shape. I don't need to be told that I'm dignified by the external. There's a way of self-analysis, but it's alongside your human journey. I'm a person. Spiritual, spirituality, mysticism, yoga, all of it. All of it helps a person to tap into their energetic sphere, to tap into you, Learning about the good trauma experts, neuroscience, attachment helps you to understand how you work. Your zero one-year-old will be with you for the entirety of your life. If you are able to see yourself from the emotional plane, the sensations, to soothe your nervous system. So it means I do not run away when I want to attach. I notice my window of tolerance. So if I'm a person who has not secure attachment, I expose more of me to healthy, self-worth people. I identify the people who support me and they give me respect. One, the number one thing to get out of shame and defective. I know I'm not to be ashamed of me and I only will accept people who treat me with value and they speak to me directly. The minute you at least set those healthy boundaries. You don't go criticizing people and saying, yeah, you're toxic. No, none of that. That's teenage behavior. You simply say, I know that I'm worthy like any other person. I have dignity. I'm imperfect like any other person. No matter what mistake I've made, I deserve to have a community because I'm a person. I'm a mammal. I want a community. And it's not even about deserving. I want a community. So I know where I come from and I know where I'm headed. 
and you surround yourself with those people. So you will have noticed a difference between what is, again, a family that cares. They don't need to be blood. This is people that you have noticed they care, not because others don't. They care in a way that is of a grown-up. They know how to let you be you, and that's because they're a safe haven, secure base human being. When you meet secure attachment people in the 4D plane, they read their energy like they're superior beings. I've seen a lot of readers recently talk about energy and people as some force, you know, out of the norm. Da, da, da. What you have is a consistent enlightenment vibration person because your ventral vagal nervous system is engaged consistently when your default mode network is activated, which is always people who live pseudo-aliveness and they're hypervigilant and they still have trauma memory lingering and they don't notice their window of tolerance. They go around with shame, blame, fault, revenge, and they go prancing with their little leaders and they continue to do what is the nervous system of safety behaviors from adaptive children. You'll see it because of the way they get into their speaking. I get passionate. You all know this. I don't, I try not to lecture. I do think sometimes, at least in my ears, I'm like, wait a minute, that was a little bit. So I've re-recorded things at times because I'm not here to lecture you when I channel guidance. I'm here to share with you. And as I've gained enough information to be clear, here you have a securely attached functional adult person with an integrated brain, which is every person's mammalian heritage. If there's any situation that makes it a challenge, there's good therapists. If, on the other hand, you can understand how to work with the uncomfortable and you allow yourself to know, I'm here to feel deeply, I want this, because I know that that's my right. And my zero one-year-old didn't get it. It's okay. I can handle the freaking out of my body. I know how to make sure I'm rested enough to be able and do the little dance of I'm going to be around people, then I'm going to be away, then I'm going to be. So you learn how your pattern works and you remember that. We all have a zero one-year-old and that's it. And that your brain is also, by the way, a anticipatory organ. So it learned to harness things as dangerous. As long as you have clear your emotional stuff and you want to tend to it and then you have relationships, you talk about the data, you talk about the story, you talk about the feelings, you can talk about the behaviors. You don't make it into a, you have to do life the way I want you. You have to be in a relationship the way I want you. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Functional adults, they accept each other for who they are. So it's like with my polyamory status. If somebody doesn't like it, that's uh, too bad for you. No, I, I th you don't have to. <laughs> that's not yours to like. But you can share your opinion. Of course you can. I'm going to wonder what is there for, what is it, what is it for, what is it to you? Are you determining how another person is supposed to love? Do you not realize that life is a subjective experience and that love is a subjective experience? So when you're talking to people who are adults, secure attachment people are adults because they will automatically be present and attuning and resonating. Now, does it mean we find a lot of them? Well, mm, I don't know about that one either because there's a lot of people that are still looking into nothing. They don't look into the good trauma information. They don't look into the attachment. They have a story for you. So they're not looking to their relationships like that. Those of us who do have awareness of self with what I've shared throughout the episode. So if you have awareness of trauma and attachment, then you know a secure attachment person will look at you as whole. A good therapist will look at you as whole. You are not a label. You are not a fixed category. 
none of those diagnoses are fixed. You're a person. Your three-year-old heart is important, getting to the first three years of your life and or just those sensations. So knowing in your heart of hearts, I am worthy just like anybody else, and then allowing yourself to feel it. That's going to be the most important step and the most challenging from what I've gathered is to consistently feel in the center, I'm not superior and I'm not inferior. Terry Real, we'll close out with him. He supports couples and he shares healthy self-worth is you being able to love yourself first, knowing how to is the part of knowing how you were held is important. And then the ability to lift yourself up when you're down and to bring yourself down when you're up. So to know that you are the same as another human being, again, from the heart of you, you have an open heart and you're able to address relationships with the mouth and to harness your nervous system is actually not a challenge. Now, there are reactivities that can take place. But as long as you don't hold that against yourself, but you explain yourself, these are the aspects that matter. Again, in relationship, you come in and out. No, you speak about these aspects because you're aware of the behavior of needing time. So it's more of, you know what, I actually need a couple of minutes today or half an hour. There's a way that you know how you work. And so you're able to provide information Nobody's getting all, you have to respect me because I'm an avoidant. I'm an ambivalent. You have to do what I want you to do because I'm disorganized. That, that's not, <laughs> no. Those, those people, they're working with the therapist people, okay? So on that note, we like organically growing and organically leading each other to the uh, dance of a tango because it's, it's possible for any person who just puts their best foot forward because of the trauma information being out there, the good stuff. Plus, you know, we, we get to talk about the good stuff. Again, there's not right or wrong. If you're thinking right or wrong, that's an adaptive child teenager mentality. That's black and white thinking is what it's called. The functional adult integrated brain is a expanding consciousness brain that knows almost immediately whenever something's coming out of your mouth, it's yours. <laughs> that's it. It's not triggering me. So you're not triggerable when you are a healthy self-worth person. So when I was told you're too sensitive, I was like, yeah, I will maybe learn how not to be there because you're all assholes to me <laughs> and I'll choose who to hang out with based on my sensitivity. And that's it. I don't have to do anything the way you, I listen to everyone, but never let what they say determine how you are, which is why some of us are called stubborn and unchanging and unwavering. And that's an actual truth, which is why we're like, yep, not hiding anything. No, no, you see it all right here the smart ass, the smart face, all of it. Uh, you like it? Yes, great. You don't? Oh, well, I, I was having fun, but it's okay. I get it. Some people are different. We don't have fun together. It's okay. Whole three-year-old hearts are okay with someone not having fun. We're not like, oh my gosh, I'm rejected. <gasps> I'm not part of the litter because we don't have fear in our bones. Again, the zero one-year-old who is aware of having had toxic household will know, okay, let me put a hand on my heart right now as I remind myself I'm the adult here right now in the present moment. I'm working with my adult self. Thanks, thanks, my zero one-year-old. And, you know, here's why I love Sadhguru, but when he says to ignore the psychology stuff, when he talks about, you know, not to talk about your inner child, 
he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a guru and he's spirituality, so I get it. But it is important for those of you who tune in here and do have the need to be reminded yourself is a zero, one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old. As you feel them come up, be in the now and just remind yourself, I am the adult who's handling my inner child emotions, sensations. They live within me. They live. We have these states of self that live within us. It's explained by good trauma therapist again, the mind, the body, the all of it. I have plenty of data to share with you. So allow yourself to know that yourself is a verb that consistently changes and evolves, meaning expands. But changing, it's not that it changes into something different, but you become the three-year-old with the adult. So there's a way that you're able to transform is what I prefer to use as a word versus change. You transform because we're expanding consciousness. I don't want to get philosophical because that's the whole part. They make it into an entity. So I like to use the trauma experts because they make it into something organized. You have charged parts. They stay with you. They're, they're frozen popsicles in time. As you become your adult, it's like having an adult in an orphanage or having an adult in a room with the kids. Okay. When your adult is finally all you hear and you can perceive though you're zero one-year-old, you don't say my one-year-old wants a hug. You just hug yourself. I want a hug. Okay. And the distinction is clearly made by your own self as you navigate that spectrum. I know when I, well, that one um, story I shared with you when I hugged the doctor <laughs> for a moment, I was like, oh, this is my one-year-old. <laughs> I know it. I can feel it. But that's the part. It's a feeling. So we don't have to like prove it. But for those of you who need to be reassured of giving attention to your inner world, yes, speaking to the inner child in the sense of, it's all good, I'm here, because you'll know who you're talking to the minute you do that, okay? So it, that's all, that's all. It's recognizing the charge, because the charge is from your childhood. This is what I'm trying to explain to you, because it was explained to me with more than just Daniel Siegel. And that's why when, you know, Sadhguru says, ignore the inner child, he doesn't know what he's saying, because he didn't take the courses, he, or he doesn't learn about the charges, and he might not believe in it. I don't know. You know that's the part. It's not of our business what somebody believes in or not conceptually you have the human body i'm sharing with you you will know the charges i've spoken enough times with people about charges they recognize their teenager they recognize their child inner child they recognize it also i'm sure you also allow yourself to be the adult in the room with yourself and that is all and as you put that into practice like with the window of tolerance you learn how to expand to a window of welcome and at a certain point like the lady who healed from DID. It took seven years, if I'm not mistaken, to get the memory barriers and the consciousness barriers to be able to drop down and for her to become this whole adult self that could then work with the charged child parts in their basics and to become a full functional adult. And that's because those initial seven years was working with raw, terrifying fucking experiences from being in an abusive household there's people who come from neglectful besides physically abusive sexually abusive households and, and and people don't understand again frightened or frightening parents they scare the bejesus out of the infant's nervous system and there's a rupture and more especially because you can't flee away you're stuck there 
And so the fragmented parts and people having this dissociative identity disorder is because the brain's trying, you know, the brain's doing the best it can in a household that's scary. And it's going to create memory barriers and consciousness barriers to help the person to exist. Because when I leave my home, I want to be able to socialize like a kid should, and I will, but then when I go back home, I'm going to want to be able to be at home in a way that I have to. And those parts, therefore, are protecting each other because if the kid from the outside world finds out that the inside world and you're playing along, quote-unquote, with stuff that's going on, that feeling of disgust, so here's judgment within one's own self, it's inner conflict, but it's on an emotion level. People don't understand all of what I just said unless there's a foundation of good psych education, but that's why please have compassion for people and just, you know, you do you, and uh, then if you need to move away from people, move away from them, but all people can make really good use of a good therapist, especially if they're not able to be nice to each other, so... At the end of the day, we're all humans when we all began as zero one-year-olds. I hope you have a wonderful day.